everybody. Thank you for joining us on another edition of Japan by River Cruise. I'm Bobby Judo. This week, I am in Tokyo. And I'm Ollie Horn. This week, I'm not in Tokyo. Where are you this week, Ollie? I'm actually back in Kuala Lumpur. Okay, back to Kuala Lumpur. So uh, on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about Japanese school teachers in trouble for bullying one of their own with curry, no less. And uh, Ali has your recommended river cruise for the week, right, Ali? Yes, this week's river cruise recommendation is for a Tokyo tour provider who is offering discount tickets for those who have passed the Japanese language proficiency test. Mm. We discuss how it's the ideal place to make Chinese friends. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, also, we'll look into why an all-Enka music river cruise on the Tamagawa River is proving popular with both expats who like Enka music. I'm, I'm sorry, let me read that again. Uh, it's proving popular with both of the expats who like Enka music. But first, soap talk. Bobby, how's your week been? Uh, so I am. Uh, I'm taking the family to Disneyland this week, uh, and I'm actually. I'm in uh, a hotel. There's a hotel chain called Henna Hotel, the the strange hotel. Um, right. Have you ever heard of it? I haven't. No. I think it's it's run by the company that does House Ten Bos, the uh, the Holland themed uh, theme park in in Nagasaki. You've been there, right? I haven't been there, but I've heard lots about it, and I always see adverts for it. Okay, so the thing about I, this... I, I just get worried if I go, I get mistaken for a member of staff. Right, right. Uh, the the thing about this hotel is that um, the the staff that runs the uh, check in downstairs in the lobby are uh, animatronic robots, and right. I don't know. I thought it was it was pretty funny. It's kind of like a good. Uh, a good uh, follow-up story to what we were talking about last week and in previous episodes as well, because uh, we went in to check in and my daughters are both there and there's these two animatronic dinosaurs behind the counter and they give you options of what language you want to, you want them to speak. And so I asked the girls, like, what language should they speak? And they said, English. Like, we want the dinosaurs to speak English. So you push the English button. And as soon as you push the English button, the dinosaurs ask you to provide your passport. And right, okay. we didn't bring our passports because we live in Japan. And then I notice on the screen there's a button that says, push here if you live in Japan. So I pushed the button that says, we live in Japan, and it went right back to Japanese. <laughs> and I was thinking about that in the terms robots of the are whole, like, yeah, the, the NHK hiragana yasashi nihongo thing that all the foreigners were up in arms about. I'm like, there are some very progressive dinosaurs here. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we were like, uh, "Girls, can you translate this for me, please?" Yeah, but uh, and, but no, we're doing and, we're doing the whole uh, Disney thing, um, which is technically in Chiba. Uh, but I'm in Tokyo this week for uh, some work stuff and also for the roast battle, which is coming up. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting back into some good Western humor because one of the TV shows that I work with they uh, they switched over their personalities, so the people who were the main casters on this. TV program that I work for uh, got phased out, and they moved in two new people. And the two what new do you mean people, by phased out? Were they fires? No, they got shuffled to a different branch. They're so a lot of times the main casters on a show are shying their company employees, and so they get moved to the news, or they get moved to a production capacity, or something like that, or or they get moved to Agil, so they're doing sales. 
so this time both of them, one of them became like the news Bucho. He's like in, he's in charge of uh, producing the news, and another one of them became like a news uh, guest facilitator. So okay, we got two two younger people who came in. One younger one who's who's kind of a TV veteran, but she's got a very specific and one track sense of humor where she just kind of repeats catchphrases that aren't hers. And then uh, a real young guy who takes everything super seriously. And so just to give you an idea of like how I've been struggling with getting getting them on board with the fact that I try to do humorous stuff, we uh, we had to watch a segment on this uh, Joho Bangumi about artisanal watches, artisanal clocks. There's this guy who makes this craftsman who makes these artisanal artisanal wooden clocks. And uh and about finish... time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we finished watching the segment and they're like and this is in rehearsal, right? So this isn't like I threw threw them a curveball on air. We're in rehearsal and they're like, and this is where we'll ask you for your you know your response to what you think about your console after watching this segment. So what did you think about the artisanal clock? Which is was... an absolute staple of Japanese television, isn't it? That yeah, like, yeah. you watch the VT and then you're in the studio and everyone's going to go, yeah, that food that we said looked delicious certainly looks delicious. It sure did look delicious. Yeah, everybody in the studio has to kind of chime in and give their opinion on what they just saw. I mean, but which you is try what and be somewhat funny yeah, in yeah. your opinion. I mean, this was just in rehearsal, and so I wasn't planning on doing this on air because you need to say something respectful and that shows that you were listening and that you care about these artisanal wooden clocks. Um, but so we finished watching the VTR, and they were like, so what did you think? And I was like, yeah, cool, but I noticed that uh, all of the clocks were showing the wrong time. And they both looked at me <laughs> and went, what do you mean? Oh, man. I was like the clock, the clocks. So we were watching a pre-taped thing about clocks, and the the time on the clocks wasn't the current time. And one of the new casters starts to explain to me why they're not the correct time because which one was was it the young guy or the or the, the young guy woman? the young guy who takes it oh, seriously? He obviously just hasn't hasn't worked with you before. <sighs> yeah, it's like it's like he's never worked with you before. He's just guiding, explaining. Yeah. Uh, or, or he just had. It doesn't matter that he's worked with me or or other foreigners or anything. It's just he has no idea that it was supposed to be a joke. And I feel like most people probably should have been able to tell. And then the other one just started talking about like what is the ideal hand position on clocks to film them so that they look the most attractive. <laughs> 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 so that's and been. So- D- did been, you explain? Yeah. No, that that what that would have been funny. Did I explain what? What did you explain after the rehearsal? Hey guys, that could have been funny. No, no, I I actually kind of went. I think I'm gonna. I don't know if you want to get into it, but there was another incident where like like yeah, I, I want to get into it. I wanted to make a certain joke. Um, so you know the uh, capsicums, they call them paprikas over here. And then the smaller Japanese uh, indigenous, I guess, variety of of peppers, they call them piemons. And so paprika are generally red or yellow, and then piemon are generally green. And so and neither have of them show the correct them. time, do they? Nope, neither of them show the correct time, uh, no matter how you cut them. Um, but a piemon, they can sell red and yellow piemons, and they call them color piemon. So one of the things we were going to be talking about on the show was the difference between a color piemon 
and uh, a regular paprika. What is that difference? And so as kind of a joke to key that up in the opening, in, in when we're introducing the menu, you know, sometimes when you're talking about what segments you're going to be having on the show, you kind of make completely random jokes that uh, don't necessarily tie into anything you do later. Um, sure. But so uh, I, I can't I can't imagine that ever working. But sure. Yeah, and it doesn't. It rarely works. Um, I think people just kind of get angry about it. But <laughs> so I asked her, "What's the difference?" By between... I wanted to ask her, "What's the difference between a color piment and a paprika?" And I just wanted her to say, "I don't know what is it." And I asked her ahead of time because I know I can't expect them to deal with curveballs on air. I said, "Just say I don't know what is it to set me up for." The joke and the joke that I wanted to do was just be like, oh, I don't I was asking for real. I, I better look that up before my segment in two minutes. It was just a stupid little <laughs> act out joke. And so I told her, just say, I don't know. Just say, yeah, and and that will set me up. And she was like, OK, so I'll, so I'll go like, oh, I always thought they were the same thing. They're not the same thing. And I was like, no, 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 that no, won't, that won't set me up. Just say, I don't know, what is it? And she was like, oh, okay. okay so. And to set some context, you're the like, you're like the cooking guy, right? So it, yeah, this is yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a plausible question that they would ask you. Yeah, and something that I should know, especially since you know the segment is in two minutes. Um, but she tried some other pattern, <laughs> and I kind of looked at her and was like, you know what, never mind. I'll figure out a way to set myself up and do the same joke. And she was like, oh, okay, I got it. You just need me to say, I don't know. So then we go, we get on air, and I'm like, well, do you know the difference between a color piment and a paprika? And she was like, what's the color is different, isn't it? And I was like, <laughs> this, is not, this is not what we agreed upon at all. So and then so what did just you say? Kind of, I said, oh, you're asking me? I, I don't know. I was asking you for real. But again, like, it, like it totally took the wind out of my sails and it threw her off again to the point where she was actually like, oh, when I did my, uh, I better look it up before my segment starts joke, she like responded to it like she was taking it really seriously. And she was like, yeah, you'd better look that up. And then she stopped and looked at the camera and goes, I'm sorry, that totally threw me off. On <laughs> like, air? On air, yeah, yeah. Which is like, you, you're the one who threw me off, lady. <laughs> but... That's what I've been dealing with this week, and uh, that's why I'm extremely happy to have some coming up, and to have some broadcast chemistry with a, a, a co-presenter that you uh, you actually like and respect. Yeah, I feel like you and I are just uh, we're just on fire. We're really killing it. Uh, speaking of which, we've got mail this week. Can we check out our mail? For goodness' sake, yep. Uh, we've got one from uh, Matthias. Matthias again, uh, second week in a row says. Hey there, first off, I'd like to congratulate Ali for having had a Japanese girlfriend. Well done. <laughs> Thank what you. A, what a Brian thing to say, Matthias. Can I, uh, can I, have, I really like this. Uh, for what it's worth, I've had two. Um, so if anyone would like to congratulate me. And also the first one, as Bobby knows, was really hard work. So um, yeah, keep, keep that uh, congratulations coming, please. Yeah, Ali loves, uh, loves not having to congratulate himself. So keep that, keep that going. Uh, and Matias says, uh, I enjoy how close this podcast is to the experience of living in Japan. There I was generalized as a gaijin, speaking gaikokugo, and here I'm generalized as a Brian. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He says, by the I'm way, what? my name is pronounced closest to, and then he's written in katakana, uh, Matiasu. 
but dropping the U from Sue. Ah, Matthias. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think you just blew you. You're blowing Ali's mind with the idea that you could drop the U from Sue. Uh, yes, you can. Arigato gozaimasu, Matthias. You did it. You did it. Uh, uh, also, Matthias, there. Yeah. Matthias is, uh, you know, also communicating us uh, with us in English, which um, further goes to show that Brian's communicate in English with each other. Speaking of Brian's, we've got uh, one from the Brian, the original Brian, and he says, "Well, that's still up. The, the jury's out on that one." Uh, I, I think we've got to get him on the show to confirm. But um, he says, "Hello, boys. I tried going to www. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop, stop. Sorry, Bobby. Sorry, sorry, Bobby." Can we have a little bit of deference, please? Hello, boys. <laughs> what? Do uh, Brian's not know who they are? We like the very the the point is we're not you. Don't you dare ever call us boys again. I don't know. I think I think we might all be Brian's at heart, man. Well, but anyway, don't want to admit it. Brian says uh, I tried going to a rugby rugby. Oh, we love rugby dot com, but I couldn't connect. I assume there is too much traffic to the site. And... <laughs> Yeah, that'll be it. That's correct. Uh, I mean, it's Japan-based, and you know Japan is really upsetting the whole rugby world with their uh, performance this year. They're doing really, really well, surprising everybody, and I think that's just driving lots and lots of traffic to uh, to the the only English-language Japan-based uh, rugby fanatic site. Um but he says, keep up the good work. Well, uh, good work is what we're doing, and that's why we are deserving of your respect. Is one of your daughters sneezing, Bobby? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Time for the news. <laughs> and as always, we know it's time for the news when one of Bobby's daughters sneezes. Bobby, what's the news this week? This week, uh, we were talking about a Kobe teacher, or a group of teachers who were accused of bullying their colleagues. Uh, not only bullying colleagues, but also inciting students to create chaos uh, and how it relates to power harassment and all kinds of harassment in the Japanese uh, work industry. Work Big industry? topic. Is the, is the work industry a thing? Yeah, we've got 14 minutes, and <laughs> by goodness, do we have the uh, broadcast dexterity to, <laughs> treat, to, treat, to treat this in its entirety and also uh, provide a sideways and, and witty look at it. Bobby, yeah. what's the story? Had you not heard of this? Uh, was no, the beginning, I hadn't, not at all. Beginning of October, and it's been developing like regularly since then, but um, somebody released some footage of this group of four teachers bullying a younger teacher, uh, in a number of ways, but the one that they have the video of is he doesn't like spicy food, and they've got some gekikara kare, some super spicy curry, and one teacher has literally kind of got him in like a full Nelson headlock, uh, while the other teachers force it into his mouth and rub it into his eyes. That's not nice. No, it's horrible. Uh, but apparently they did other things like uh, smacked him on the buttocks, uh, climbed onto the roof of his car, and tormented him until he sent a sexual message to a female colleague. Right, let's speculate as to what that message was. Something like, uh, hey, can I stalk you from afar? Hey, oh, what about, hey, can you send me a selfie of your eyes so I can find out where you live? <laughs> uh, little throwback to last week's episode. Uh, 
is now one of your daughters is coughing. Uh, this is how dedicated uh, I am. This is how dedicated I am to uh, to Japan by River Cruise. I'm I'm recording the podcast in the hotel room where my daughters are sleeping fitfully. Well, if you were truly dedicated to the show, you'd never have had daughters. I feel like you know, I like I'm I'm probably inconveniencing them, and I could complain about about you know my my japanese wife and my mixed race kids uh but then we would be every other podcast in japan so i'm not <laughs> going to <laughs> no uh it, instead we're gonna um talk about this this bully um do we know the details of the uh the bully and the bullied well like how old I they mean, are? it's a it's a senpai kohai thing and so one of the one of the things that is an issue in this story is that he's a male teacher in his 20s and he just hadn't been teaching at the school for too long. Uh, it's a school called Higashisuma Elementary School, and there were four senior colleagues. Not only that, but the principal who came in, who is the person that you should have reported this kind of stuff to, uh, was new this year. And so apparently it had been brought up that these four teachers were bullying not only this guy, but a couple other, there were three other victims, uh, one male, two female. They'd been reporting uh, suffering verbal abuse and sexual harassment since last year. And I guess the previous principal had gotten wind of that. But then when he spoke to the uh, teachers directly, the teachers said, no, it's not as big of a problem as it's being made out to be. Then he left. The new principal came in, was not aware of this. Um, and there was just no way of that former principal communicating with the new one, was there? Obviously, nope. what, what nope. that former principal just did a David Cameron on the, on the school, didn't he? He's like, not my problem anymore. <laughs> I'll leave someone else to deal with that. I what a terrible yeah. dereliction so, of duty. Because people and get also, shuffled out so much. Isn't 20 quite young? 20 is very, very young, especially since uh, the, the tests that you have to pass to become a teacher are pretty rigorous. And a lot of people like fail their first handful of attempts. Well, he um, seems like a bit of a nerd. Probably deserved all he got. Oh, back to victim blaming. Um, but I guess it had been reported... <laughs> That's to, the real to recurring theme of this podcast. <laughs> victim blaming. Uh, it had been reported to her apparently in June, uh, and she confirmed that uh, the male teacher had been subjected to abusive behaviors such as, quote, being hit on the buttocks, but she never took it up with any of her higher-ups. Like she, she didn't take the matter to the education board or... Uh, they say they first became aware of it in September after receiving complaints from the male teacher's family. Goodness me. Uh, like, ugh, this poor guy, right, coming home from his first day at school as an employee back yep. to his mum. How was your, <laughs> was your first day at school? I uh, got bullied. <laughs> oh, again? Okay. <laughs> We've been through this. Uh, I mean, we shouldn't trivialize it because this guy does seem like he's going through hell and back. But, like, on the one hand, uh, sure, this is terrible. But on the other, on the other hand, this obviously started as like pretty minor stuff. And if this guy can't even tell his colleagues, "Can you stop slapping my ass?" Then how on earth is he going to manage a classroom? Actually, I say that I need to stop victim blaming because uh, here's a story that I have. Um, I went to uh, I went to a, a university in the UK called the University of Oxford. Okay, I'll say that again for those that didn't hear it the first time. I went to Oxford University. Thank you. And uh, in my first, uh, in my second term, uh, I got elected onto the like 
student council thing of my college. It's a pretty right, low right. level thing. But it meant that I, I was the treasurer of the common room, which meant that we had a budget of, I don't know, £30,000 or something to spend on all the social activities and the huh. upkeep of the room and, uh, you know, newspapers, that kind of thing. And it meant that you I had got to, to report. You got to allocate that money. Yeah, or like I'd sign checks for people that kind of already had decided how it was going to be spent. Right, right. Uh, it was looking back. It was more of a bureaucratic role than anything else. But it did mean that I got to sit on the estates committee of the uh, of the college, and it meant that I had to like go and meet the bursar every couple of weeks. And the bursar, um, I won't say his name, but if you um want to Google his name, you'll you'll find out. There's enough rumors circulating. In my uh like after my first meeting, uh, he was very friendly to me. And then the next morning, uh, I was at breakfast. We had breakfast in our college, and I was uh at the counter getting my stuff, and he uh, slapped me on my bum. Uh, in a friendly way. Yeah. And uh, and that was after I complimented him on his tie. Because I remember the day before he had a tie which had the college crest. I said, oh, that's nice. He said, oh, I think you might you might get some tie for something. Because like in, in the olden days, having a tie was really important. And now if you want to get a job in banking, you, you also still need to wear the right tie. Uh, and at that point, I was ambitious. Um, to and, me so far, uh, like, this just sounds like a couple of guys flirting. <laughs> well, you... <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, this guy was in his his late fifties or early sixties, and I was a little eighteen year old boy. Um, and, I mean, uh, if, if if like the Japanese curry story, the story also ends with you getting something in your eye. Uh, I'm not going to be surprised. <laughs> well, no, no. This so what happened was he slapped me on the ass, and I thought, well, I guess this is just how it is. I, it just didn't. I didn't stop to question it until I found out other things about him, such as this was the guy that was responsible for the fire alarms. And there would be a an initiation for all the pupils. Are they called pupils at university? Yeah, why not? Yeah, uh, all the students at university. Yeah. And they uh, <laughs> basically, he would say you would get a prize if you were one of the first down after hearing the test alarm, and yeah. you and you'd get a donut. Right, so like the first thirty people down would get a donut, and if you came down in your underwear, boys, um, you get two donuts. So it was like <laughs> it was like you get a special prize. What? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Because he wanted to see boys in his underwear, and I, I it just, it, again, it didn't occur to me that was weird. I thought oh, that was funny, isn't it? And so, like this pattern of behaviour adds up. And, and, and like he, the way I found out about this was we found out from one of our tutors, who was a quite uh, relatively young man at the time, uh, that he was um, he was being bullied by this guy. And so I mm. said, oh yeah, the, he seems a bit odd. He, he grabbed my ass, and he was like. Did you want him to grab your ass? I was like, definitely not. He went, right, I think you need to tell someone. I was like, wow, maybe I'm a maybe I'm a victim. Um, and so it is very easy to trivialize this stuff, as you have just done to me. Uh, but, uh, Fair but I enough. can kind of Fair I, <laughs> I can kind I can kind of see how this escalates. But by the time it gets to like putting curry in the poor guy's eye, this isn't even like, hey, this guy doesn't like spicy food, so let's try and you know tease him about that. Like, no matter how much you like curry, you don't want it, you don't want it in your eye. That's the wrong <laughs> that's the wrong. Well, this is, I mean, this is out and out hazing, is what it is. It's it's hazing, and uh, I think the the teacher in question who was kind of like the ringleader of all of this has has said that it was Waru Fuzake. It was like, it was like kind of mean-spirited joking around, but joking around. And I don't think he, he, he was like, I didn't realize that it was affecting him so adversely, which like, I, I don't know how you could. But one of the reasons that this didn't get taken care of sooner was because it's a junior teacher against a handful of senior teachers. And the senpai kohai joge kanke structure. How do you translate this into English? Hierarchical structure. Senpai is like the older one, and senpai is, like is your seniors one. at work, your seniors and your juniors. And um, what's interesting is this senpai kohai 
uh, often isn't done on the basis of age, is it? Like, if you've been at a place longer, you're the senpai. Uh, it depends on what the difference in age is. I think if somebody is like a decade or so older than you, then technically they could be your kohai, they could be your junior, but in terms of speech and things, you might end up uh, speaking more politely to them because their age is significantly older. But yeah, I mean, if it's only a handful of years or up to five or six years, maybe somebody who has more experience is going to be the the senior and be in a position of higher status and power. Uh, so are you the senpai compared to this scrawny uh, kid that has just started his TV presenting job? Uh, yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, it's weird. I've, I've looked around and I'm one of the longest standing uh, presences on this show. I'm coming up on 10 years, and I think he joined Saga Tedebi, uh maybe seven to eight years ago. But he, again, he's a shine. He's a company employee, and I'm a freelancer. So, okay, so that means that he has a bit of an edge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, the fact that he's Japanese means that you can't be respected. Oh, yeah, no, I'm always an outsider. Uh, <laughs> so, um,. What was the conclusion of uh, of this investigation? Obviously, if, like, you know, come on, guys. Rule number one: if you're going to bully someone, stop filming it. Right? You know, <laughs> this is like there's been so many incidences recently in Japan where people are just doing these horrible, horrible things, and then filming themselves doing them like they don't like the like in previous episodes the Audi Unten, like the person who is doing the Audi Unten, the person who is road raging is like accompanied by someone else who's helping them and they're filming each other. I don't, I don't know, man. Um, there's editorials that have been written about it. There's hey, all but of let's, this. let's think about this from the perspective of the small, let's think about this from the perspective of those school kids. What a great bit of news. I don't know, because so the, one of the big issues with this is that these teachers who were doing this were also in charge of the school's anti-bullying initiative. <laughs> oh, but that makes complete sense, right? The editorial that I'm looking at now says, uh, the structural background of this issue needs to be examined closely to prevent any future recurrence. So uh, I think it's in good hands. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, what I was what I was worried about was that um, there hadn't been some press conference where three or four school officials um, stood and bowed, because um, I know that we can't move on until that happens. So, can you confirm that that's happened? Uh, yes, I can. I can see. Good. On one of the articles that I'm looking at, there is you know a video of three school officials bowing. Great. And are they um, old men? Uh, no, one of them is a woman. Uh, the one Good. who dropped the ball. Okay, <laughs> the one who let the team down. That's the, that's the principle, yeah. Well, yeah, I, th I think this has got to be one of the best days for the kids because now, right, what, like, they've got the ultimate trump card against their teachers. At the moment they do anything naughty, it's like, um, miss, didn't you just give uh, Mr. What's-His-Face a headlock in the toilets and flushes? Well, yes, I did, but you've nevertheless <laughs> got to take your seats. Ah, oh, man, I don't know. I don't like... As an American, the idea that the authority figures and the people in power uh, set the moral example is really depressing to me, <laughs> again, as an American. Well, as leader of the Bryans, I'm happy to set the moral example to all Bryans uh, by saying the official um, policy of Japan by River Cruise is we condemn bullying in all its forms, uh, unless it's funny 
and you don't video it so no one finds out. Hmm. How do you feel about audio recording? No one listens to this. 